Hello Survivors, this is a bonus episode we recorded shortly after the Extinction DLC was released three years ago. It was supposed to be posted back then, but I was in the middle of moving and misplaced the hard drive which had all the audio files stored. Recently, I found the hard drive with those files, so I asked our former listeners in our Discord channel and people voted for me to post it up despite it being out of date. So here's part one of episode 101 of the Archaeologist podcast, and I will try to have part two up by Friday as a Christmas present to all of our former listeners. I hope you enjoy it. Hello ladies and gentlemen to episode 101 of the Archaeologist Podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I am your host Sean DeKnight and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I called our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have at Ark. Drake Vanders! Uh, I'd I think it's definitely over the 2k mark. I think like 2100 now. Nice. Leg day? Hey, I'm at uh, 4,139. I think the 139 is almost exclusively on extinction. <laughs> and Rico. Howdy, y'all. I'm up to 4880, it uh, would seem, and uh, uh, probably about 12, 13 of that is on extinction. I would have loved to have put more. Indeed. So, the final DLC for Ark Survival Vault is out, and as we stated in episode 100, we're back with one more episode to talk about our general impressions of the new Extinction map. So thank you to everyone who reached out to us on our Discord channel, on YouTube, on my Twitter account, asking that we do at least one more episode to talk about this map. And guys, Extinction is here. We're going to be talking about it. But before we do, before we do... Let's do a couple threads, tweets, just for old times' sake. So, uh, it looks like we might be getting a Christmas event. And this is according to Jen, who replied to a person on Twitter who asked, Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Will there be any more holiday events? And Jen simply said, We are working on something for Christmas. Fingers crossed it all pans out. Well, to be fair, the people who normally would be working on a DLC don't have anything else to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no I'm DLC. expecting big things. <laughs> I'm hesitant. I'm kind of thinking it's either going to be a lazy Christmas one where we're just going to have Christmas colours. I mean, it would be awesome if they could do the snow map on the island or even snow on other maps as well if it was possible. I know. I, say I just like it to year. occasionally be dark on Extinction. That, that's what I would like. Yeah. When I first started playing Ark and they did the first event, so I was blown away, to be honest. And, and I don't expect that anymore because now there's just too many maps to have to deal with for these kinds of events. So I'm, I'm expecting something along the lines of a variant of Raptor Claws, as opposed to a map mod. Yeah, true. Indeed. Hopefully there will be a substantial Christmas event, which we haven't seen in a while. Actually, we haven't seen really any substantial holiday events for the past couple of years, because Wildcard has really not focused on them and focused on all the DLC. But now that Extinction is out, hopefully that changes for Christmas. Yeah, let's hope that more events happen. More TLC happens as well. That's what I'm hoping for. Maybe the event's just a Steam sale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Uh, People would be angry as always. All right. So um, 
while we've been on hiatus, there was a new type of server out called the Conquest servers. Yeah, that died pretty quickly. <laughs> no, it hasn't because they just added some new servers to the cluster. So it seems to still be pretty much going live and well. And um, mm. I didn't read up much about them. What was their deal? So these are supposed to focus on big tribes, so 25 player limit per tribes and big battles, and they have two time rates compared to other official servers, uh, so they're also unaffected by evolution events, so this allows tribes to build up faster, gain experience faster, raise, breed, and tame creatures faster. Are they clustered? Ah, uh, yes, they are clustered. The servers are also capped at 100 players per server instead of 70. Server transfers will be enabled between servers within the cluster. There'll be 36 servers total within the cluster, with all the maps available for it. Oh no, that's interesting. So you can transfer between 36 different servers. Yep. So it's like a, a rate-boosted um, mini official cluster. Hmm. Exactly. Now, here's the controversy about them. Remember that T-Tribe? Oh god. <laughs> yes. So, there's been some controversy around them because once again, they're rolling over their servers, people fight back, and those people who get who fight back against them get dev-wiped or get cheated on by T-Tribe, and T-Tribe is just left alone. So, rather than do anything, Wildcard has turned their servers over to Snail Games. Snail Games is in charge of the Conquest servers. Yeah, they lost me. Mm -hmm. This was uh, announced back in October, where an update from Wildcard states... The Ark Conquest servers on PC are a special initiative by a partner, Snail Games, to shake up the current PvP meta and playstyle. Now that these Conquest servers are up and running, we will be handing control of these servers over to them. Effective immediately, the Conquest servers will be wholly operated by Snail Games, and any future changes will be made by them. As part of this handoff, their team will be completely responsible for enforcement of the Code of Conduct, including the management of a unique global ban list separate from the main official network. Enforcement for the Conquest servers will be driven through the Conquest Discord, and future updates and news will be found here. In addition, we'll be adding nine new servers to the Conquest cluster this week. These new servers will have transfers disabled for two weeks and increased rates three times during that time. So yeah, the Chinese parent company is now in charge of these servers, and Wildcard is wiping their hands of them. Mm. I like how they're launching these servers with boosted rates. That's kind of interesting. But why two ban lists? It seems like if you do something bad, you should just be banned, period. Why is it just like you're only banned in that cluster? That seems good. Uh, yeah. Is it just Not because to sound conspiratorial, but we, we all kind of have always, there's been a lot of people who always thought, you know, the, the T-Tribe's connection might not be with Wildcard itself, rather yep. than their overlords. Yep. And as we all know, the Chinese government is an oppressive government, and this uh, episode from this podcast will be banned in China after I've said that. And uh, we'll just have really low social currency scores, or whatever they're calling it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, on a side note, there's been some uh, Dota 2 professional players being banned from entering China because Valve, for some reason, I love Valve, but they're hosting the International in China this year, which is a bad idea. So if China wanted to really stack the deck so their team wins, they just can ban anyone they want. It's a bad idea morally, but it might be a good business decision. Everyone wants that sweet Chinese yen. Oh, yeah. Don't get Wait, me wrong. Wait, no, they don't use yen. What do they use? <laughs> I don't remember. That's Japan. That's Japan, yes. Uh, they they use Ma Mao Zedong's grace. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for those of you playing on Conquest servers, be aware that Wildcard Studios is not in charge of those servers anymore. Instead, it's the Chinese parent company Snail Games, and uh, I'd watch out for them if I were you. It's going to be an yeah. interesting social experiment. 
Yeah, Indeed. I still I still have nightmares for Chinese. <laughs> Don't we all? All right, uh, moving on. There's a video showing the Forest Titan from the Extinction map being able to hit through the mesh, which is a significant problem. Now, isn't not... that by design, though? I mean, isn't that it, it hits with the roots, right? Uh, it's I don't got think an so. AOE. Yeah, it's AOE got a large AOE, and this base was built in a cave, and it was able to just destroy everything through all the walls. So my so, understanding is we've pretty much concluded that the Forest Titan is the best PvP Titan. Pretty much, yeah. If you want to just break through everything and not be attacked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is, however, extremely slow. They're yes. They should all be Pokemon. extremely slow. <laughs> well, actually, the, the Ice Titan's the fastest out of all of them. Unfortunately, think... my experience with the Titans consists of, well, I lost a few dinosaurs to one when I tried in solo. I will say this, though. Um, in the first opening days of the servers, uh, the Desert Titan was pretty devastating. Because it could shoot oh, yeah. uh, lightning inside your base. So mm -hmm. you could just like hover over an enemy base and just spam the, like, the uh, lightning bolt key. Well, that's what the lightning wyvern could do for a while as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was pretty fun. Well, it wasn't fun being lightning. But once you're on the other <laughs> side, it's pretty fun. It all depends on what side you are. Yeah, pretty much, was it? Well, pretty much all the titans will kill you in one hit anyway if they hit you. Yep. All right, uh, let's move on. So on Reddit, FatboySlim91 posted saying that uh, there's a wildcard Q&A tester meshing and exploiting the game, and he is in a tribe known for being dead wiped multiple times, but wildcard hasn't done anything. That's the Gang Gang tribe, which have been known for, to be in cheaters for, uh, for a long time, and that they have a QA tester in their tribe who's constantly exploiting the game. Hmm. Like kind of his job to find exploits, though? I don't know. Yeah, yeah but... You know, doing so on an official PvP server, which I assume is what is being done here. Otherwise, yeah. there wouldn't be anything to complain about. I mean, yeah. the only other the only other thing I thought of is maybe wildcards playing the uh, the infiltrator game. You know, like get him, <laughs> get, get him to like infiltrate some tribe and then. Is that like the Canadian uh, the Federal cheese. Bureau was investigating white nationalists, and, and an entire gang of them turned out to all be infiltrators. That kind <laughs> of infiltration. <laughs> All meshers are really wildcard employees. Twist. <laughs> I've seen that kind of thing happen in the real world, so I mean... Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's that going on as well. So, nothing new since we've been gone. Same now, old, now, QA testers old. don't get paid, right? They're not actually on a payroll, or is that not true? No, I'm pretty sure they get paid. Really? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they probably get some, some kind of like backroom deal. Hmm. You know, they, they they speak to their Chinese overlords if they're with snail games or probably <laughs> something from from Wildcard themselves. So I haven't seen the evidence. Is it pretty damning? Uh, there's quite a bit of it posted in this uh, Reddit thread, so yeah. appears hmm. to be so. Well, like you said, same old, same old. Yep, it's not the first time we've heard this complaint. Won't be the last. Yeah, unfortunately. Thing. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Community Crunch 158. Not too much in there, uh, according to Wildcard. Uh, hello, survivors. We don't have much new information to share with you and all in this week's crunch, but we did still want to keep you in the loop of what we've been working on and what things look like going forward for us in the near future. It's been a whirlwind as we released Extinction on Xbox, 
PlayStation 4, Windows 10, and Macs and Linux all last week. We had our highest number of peak players ever on PC last Sunday, which we were thrilled to see. Extinction was the cumulative effort of many people and many hours. And to see the response from players about their experience on the map and with the creatures has been very rewarding for us. There have been some concerns for this community regarding bug-related issues and balance issues. We want to let everyone know that we are absorbing as much feedback from our players as possible through our many social channels, as well as videos and streams from survivors as well. Here are some key issues we are currently tackling, and this goes into Extinction, which we will be talking about now. Uh, Primitive Plus not working on PS4 and Xbox. The center map missing some terrain on PS4. Supply drops missing on other maps. Meteors doing damage where they should not. Wyvern and Rock Drake eggs missing, not visible. Tech Rock Drake saddle missing on PC. Mechs and Enforcers being re-added to PS4 slash the crash fix and many more. We are looking to get our console players up to date with the PC version in the near future and we'll keep you posted as we make our way through the certification process on those. It is worth taking a look at what changes have been made to the PC version of Arc to be aware of changes coming to console in the near future. As always, we appreciate all your feedback and your patience with us during this time as we address all platforms simultaneously. Next week, we will have a dev diary with a lead programmer, Chris, who will be chatting about some of the balanced decisions that have been made on Extinction thus far and changes going forward. In the meantime, we hope you continue to enjoy the expansion. Keep on surviving. So that gets us right into Extinction. And the first thing that happened when Extinction was uh, launched, well, the tech Rock Drake saddle was deleted, including the engram. Oops. Mm. Yeah, I, I kept wondering why I wasn't able to make a tech tech box Drake saddle for the longest time. Indeed. Uh, Solo let me know about it uh, as we were chatting and playing a bit of our arc today. And wow, really? How do you delete the saddle and engram from the game? I know that saddle isn't particularly popular because the cost versus, versus the payoff. Mm-hmm. Not that that's an excuse. I'm just, I don't know. If we Come on. That. I remember those flyby shooting with the Rock Drake and we were fighting on uh, our Aberration server. That was fun. Mm-hmm. It's just I mean, cool to see happening. It It's kind of a moot point as well for us because on our private server, it's like we, uh, we just recently unlocked it. And when Extinction came out, we were wondering why is, we thought it was a mod conflict for the longest mm-hmm. time. We didn't realize like Oh wait, no, they just deleted the engram. <laughs> Indeed. I when I noticed it on uh, my solo when I went to make one for one of uh, for one of my rock drakes, I just went, okay, if the engram's uh, not displaying, I can just, you know, enable it. I went through the process process and nothing happened. So I literally cracked the game files open and noticed it was missing and went, huh. <laughs> you know, normally when they break something for balance reasons, which is what I initially assumed was the reason for the removal, it's still there. Yep. But it was gone. So would you say this is like the worst thing that happened on launch day? Because I, I kind of missed the first 24 hours. So I missed uh, all of the chaos. No, this wasn't the worst thing by far. I think the worst thing was the uh, bases just suddenly mm. disappearing. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, which, to be fair, most of the bases that were disappearing were out in the wasteland, and I think the reason for that was because the meteor showers, the orbital drops, and the element veins were causing them to disappear. Yeah. Oh, the first time I encountered one of those meteors, I, I damn near <laughs> my pants. <laughs> I was being chased by a horde of corrupted uh, creatures with nothing, uh, running out of element to power the jetpack, which was the only thing I had on me at the time. Because I, I literally loaded the character in from leaving Aberration a few months ago. Yeah. It, so- I made some element uh, once I got here and started exploring. Get chased by a horde of creatures running away, and all of a sudden I just hear this explosion behind me, turn around, and there's a bunch of corpses. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, the, thing is, the thing is, as well, about the orbital drops as well, they will destroy, like, full-on tech bases if they hit you. It's like, I, as a test, I built one under where a, an orbital drop comes down, and it literally annihilated it in one hit. Wow. So I know that we went off on a little bit of a tangent here, but would you say that this was the smoothest launch of all the DLC they've done, or is this, like, kind of in the middle? It's had its bumps, but I want to say... I think Scorched actually 60, was... 40? I mean, compared to compared to Aberration uh, and, and this, I honestly, I think Scorched was the one that they did the best job on. I was oh, going to yeah, say definitely. Ragnarok, because it had been tested for so long beforehand. Yeah, but Ragnarok's official. But the problem with Ragnarok is it's still not done. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, they still haven't added most of the dungeons. They still haven't added most of. They intended to add world bosses, but they're trying to get permission from Wildcard to do that. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, Lava Golem and uh, what was it? There was another world boss I'm forgetting of in Ragnarok. Um, but yeah, the Lava Golem. They were supposed to have a dungeon boss for every dungeon. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I did I've... have to. Uh reinstall extinction like twice the game kept making arc was it installed <laughs> i had to do it more than twice dude yeah it, it, it did and, the same then, with um, um aberration for me uh i didn't have any trouble with uh installing game um i had to install a new hard drive save all my information from the other one had to reinstall arc and it went smoothly not a single problem uh, I had multiple times where the game forgot the game was uh was installed uh for about two weeks <laughs> battle i would not launch no matter what i did I actually fully reinstalled the game from scratch to try and fix this. That's yeah. probably the way to do it, to be honest. That's probably why I it didn't help. Neutral. Um, I think it was. I don't think it was an arc issue though. I think it was a Steam uh, installation issue that was uh, at fault for me. But I also had multiple times where the game tried to lose my uh, my uh, save, uh, my solo save, and a couple other things. Luckily, I'm used to these kind of problems, so I've got backups of everything. <laughs> what yeah. I didn't notice is that I have to unlock all the skins again if I want to have them because, unfortunately, that kind of information isn't sta- saved to your Steam account or anything, which is, once again, stupid. Yep. But there's a there's a save file you can just uh, install to fix that. Is that still workable? Because I thought I had read a while back that they got... No, a, somebody uh... made a new one. Oh, sweet. I'll have to look for it then. I used it, I want to say, three weeks ago. Oh, hey, the uh, shield for for the this biome just finally stopped being broken. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's broken again. I bet well, on the first time I, I went through one of those dome shields on the uh, elemental biomes. Mm. Oh, that was amazing effect to go through. Mm. Watching it not work properly and just the dissolve in front of my eyes as I fly deeper into the biome is kind of sad. <laughs> so overall, the map itself, beautiful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I would, mean, they I would say, really. yeah, definitely. I'd say it's really good. I think it's competing against some really good maps, though. I, I wouldn't put it on the same level as Aberration, but I think it's really good. Oh, oh really? I, I see. I would. I but I will say this about it, and I I don't know from a from a uh, you know online perspective. I'm just I cannot find a place to build a decent base, and I always look at them still from what I remember of, my, of the old days, and I'm always going, there is nowhere that isn't like infinitely assailable thanks to how vertical the ma- uh, vertical in some places, you know, yeah, tall vertical, and in some places depth vertical, the whole map is. Mm-hmm. Everywhere yeah, so this- is horrible for building a base from my perspective. 
So that's one of our theories we had prior to it being released was that verticality would be similar to what it is in Aberration where there wouldn't really be any flying dinos, we thought, to really uh, have you flying around the base or or anything like that. So obviously we were wrong about that. Flying Titan. It's not even just the flight. I mean, I I mapped it out, uh, that, that giant spire in the middle of the city. You could build 12... Actually, more than 12, because I was using a modded version of the cliff platform, which was about 50% larger. Mm-hmm. You could build at least probably between 12 and 18 separate bases from separate tribes and be out of each other's gun range on that tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely love it. I mean, I like the fact that you can build in the city. There's all kinds of really cool ramps. But I'll tell you a problem with it that we saw early on um, with some of the tribes that tried to establish bases up there. There's a lot of points to where you can snipe into a base and just not know where it's coming from. And we got a lot of kills that way. Oh yeah, that yeah. the city the city is in anywhere you go in that city. There's a hundred ways to assault a base in that city. Most of them you could do on foot. You just need some stuff from aberration, basically, and it's done. It's done. I mean, it's not even that. You could probably get away with just doing it with uh, vanilla vanilla island stuff as well. Yeah, you... probably. I mean, just uh, uh, it'd be a little harder to aim at uh, to aim as easily uh, effectively, but grapple hook and a. Uh, Parachute was always a good way for parasailing, so... Yeah. The tribe that attacked us was getting so frustrated from solo sniping their stuff that they actually took their Desert Titan and hovered it over their base and just kept it there as protection. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I I think my only real complaint about the map as a specific mechanics effect, every species of dinosaur from pretty much every... from the vanilla and a bunch of other maps is, is somewhere here as a corrupted creature. Mm-hmm. Yet a huge number of them, there's not actually on the map other than as a corrupted thing, and that just that's just silly. Mm. I mean, for me, it was like uh, when I first came across my corrupted, my first corrupted Giga, I thought, okay, this is bad. And then I found two, then three, oh, then four, right. then Here's six. Here's how I found them. They cluster. It's cool. I was looking up, you know, that uh, the the blood red canyon up north. Which, by the way, zone, meets, yeah. meets, meets ten of ten standard uh, standard points to be objectively creepy. Oh yeah. Um, I had flown through it one direction and just saw nothing alive at all. There's just nothing there. And then I uh, had a, had a brief moment of system lag and threw a drag and flew a dragon straight out through the shield. That <laughs> so was yeah, fun. The, come back yeah, around it's... from the other direction. I come around. And I see this cluster of what looked like T Rex. This is, and then immediately I know it went. That's not the that's not the body build of a T. Those are gigas. Why are mm-hmm. why are there so many gigas over there? And at first, I thought it was just that I have the uh, dino count cranked way the hell up on my, uh, on my solo server because why not? Yeah. No, no, this is something that just happens on this map. You know, a cluster uh, of six uh, corrupted gigas with a few freaking corrupted wyverns hanging around for good measure. Mm. Well, they changed it now. They changed it to the point where, uh, instead, inst- as well as gigas and wyverns, you also get corrupted death worms in that area. Oh, oh, wonderful. Cool. Oh, jeez. The first time I saw a corrupted Reaper, I kind of went, wait a second, they're already corrupted. What the hell? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was really confused when I first found a corrupted Reaper, and then uh, through some digging, I found out why they're there. Personally, I hate corrupted Pterodons, and I'm not even joking. They're annoying as hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I've been cluster. Uh, I've had, had those things clustering on me so many different ways. Yeah, I grow so, uh, forever, and they're hard so to So how kill. tough are the corrupted Dino versions? Um, they're fairly tough. It's like they're, they're relentless, so if they 
get a bead on you. It's like you can you can go up to the highest mountain and they will continue to follow you. It's like so on, my, on my solo server, I ha I have the uh, steampunk mod, so I've got an airship, and that's what I was using to basically explore the map for a while. Because I figured, you know, I carried it with I could carry it in my pocket when I transferred maps, so why the hell not carry one with me, right? <laughs> um, I toss it out. I put some. Uh, I built. Uh, I slowly build up some turrets and st uh, stuff uh, on it, and then I start moving it out, figuring. You know, I've got a mobile base with uh, with, with defenses. I, I failed to appreciate the fact that those turrets have no way of shooting directly underneath of it and almost <laughs> lost it. And these things have millions of hit points with 90% damage reduction or something mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. a half dozen uh, uh, corrupted wyverns nearly killed, nearly broke the thing while I was fighting them off. Oh, yeah. It's like... Uh... It, the thing as well with the corrupted wyverns is like the wild ones aren't so bad, but when you get the orbital drop versions, ooh boy, better be careful. <laughs> so my tribe was farming orbital drops, and hopefully everyone listening knows what orbital drops are. It's those things that kind of come down. You got to defend them when waves of dinos come after you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they were just doing low levels, and then they saw the purple, and they're like, oh, purple—that's a new color. That must be the lowest level. And uh, they caught that. <laughs> and that it's, so if you don't know, purple is the highest level, and it's ex it's an extreme. Um, they the the waves keep coming actually until even after the fifth wave, which is usually when you win though more waves will continue to come. You can unlock the pot at that point. Anyway, long story short, um, they got their butts kicked, and it spawned four high-level wyverns somewhere between three. I think there was a 600, a 400, and a 300. The 600, I don't know if we confirm that or not. But since they died, these wyverns were just floating around the city for days. We had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we actually were taming throwaway owls just to kite them away. Mm. There was actually something as well. I, I don't know how many of you have encountered enraged creatures in Extinction. Just arranged uh, trikes. Apparently, there's a unique Alpha Rex called a enraged corrupted Rex, which mm. is basically the Alpha Rex that's been corrupted. No, I, I have not encountered that. that. And you'll be amazed. It's actually a tech Alpha Rex. Holy smokes! That's, that's cool. Insane. I gotta find that. I, I, I don't want to find the that. I, I love the tech dinosaurs. The one I found was on our server. It was level 260 with something like uh, 120k health. Wow. Wow. Because we had we had a mod, the Advanced Spyglass, which let you see the stats of yeah, the Yeah, I have one of those too. I haven't, uh, the, uh, I haven't, seen, uh, I haven't seen a 260 though. Well, the we best got, one I saw was like a, I, I found a, a pink 180 uh, tech quetzal that I, I I tamed and named Princess because why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we keep talking about the dinosaurs, let's go back to the map itself. So uh, which section is the ones you care to? You just walk around the most. Um, for me, it was actually the wasteland because finding the different sections of a corrupted wasteland was probably the most appealing to me. I, mm -hmm. I, I I'm. When I found the uh, the what is it the the lower sprawl that the looping area of like almost corrupted rocks down south. Mm -hmm. Other than fires. the fact that it's utterly terrifying to try and you know go through, especially when you have three times dinosaurs with the sheer number of freaking uh, pterodons that are there. Oh yeah, and also corrupted spinos galore. Oh yeah, that's part of the reason I love going down there. Is there's just so many spinos down that way, and there's such cool colors on this map. Yeah, I have to be really careful going around in that area, though, because I think the shield wall where you go out and, like, just 
implode is like really buggy in that area because if you go there are certain points where you go there you think you're fine but you're not you're just suddenly explode or uh, no, instantly I, I, don't know when they, I don't know when they did it but they added in a uh as you get closer to the wall you'll hear this beeping crackling yeah no i mean there's literally it's like an alarm going off it's a beep yeah and eventually you get a notification saying your implant is unstable yeah which normally you don't get until you're on the uh, until you're like almost in line with them but sometimes you'll get it uh early for some reason yeah so the, but the... uh up north i went past the uh wall once without even noticing and just like I said, it was luckily it was one of my throwaway wy uh, wyverns, but uh, just exploded. Yeah, you so like the map order is pretty cool. I mean, I, I think it's a good new mechanic um, compared to what they had in the old days. It was just a yeah. boundary you couldn't pass, and people would always build their bases against it. The thing is, as well, is like if you go into God mode and you actually go past that area, just because like you see this massive crater and you think, oh, I want to go over and see that crater, put God mode on. As soon as you go into that area, you're blinded by a bright white light, or it's like a or a red light as well if you're if you're going out a certain distance. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, although so uh, the one of the one thing that really like surprised me was when I was in the when I first went into the desert cave in the desert biome. Because that's a huge freaking cave door. And it wasn't until I encountered the horde of bats and nearly died that uh, I realized I was going down into a cave. And so I went deeper and deeper and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Then you hit that lake at the bottom that you could fit a freaking mose in. Mm hmm. And you just see this freaking shield window. And it's like, man, it's, it's a beautiful shot in there. It's just, as well. my, uh, it's almost, uh, it's very underutilized, though, as far as what they put down there. Mm. The the I, I remember the caves in um, Scorched. Those caves were amazing to explore because oh, there's yeah. so much happening in them. And I'm just just talking about the creatures. I mean, you know the the M, uh, the, the carvings on the wall and crap. Mm -hmm. I, so I, I like the it's... artwork. I like the layout. But the one weird thing about the map to me, and I know this isn't true because I know this is probably at least as big, if not a little bigger, than some of the previous maps. It feels a little smaller. And I think my theory on that is the lack of uh, central mountains and the lack of trees. Mm, yeah, the, yeah. Well, it's because the it's because a lot of the air the biomes are rather expansive compared to what some of the biomes were on some of the older maps. Yeah, like Scorch is one giant biome. For but I actually like counted it. I jumped off the ledge to fall down into the uh, underground forest. I mean, I was sitting there just you know. Tapping my fingers, lit a cigarette, and had uh, had a good chunk of it. <laughs> you know, did a fake scream as uh, I was falling because I had been running from that uh, that horde of gigas, <laughs> and uh, just jumped off. And was like, I got tech boots, I can live through this. Yeah, I, I mean, it took me so long to fall. The, the the map is even if it's not necessarily, it feels like it's at least as wide and tall as maybe at least eighty percent of Ragnarok. Yeah, but with the height and depth in certain areas, it is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if you were on, like, Ragnarok, you went as high to the sky border, and then you dropped down into the squid trench, or the squid pit. Like, that would probably be the equivalent of what you'd be experiencing with that, uh, with the, I, I think, was it the sunken forest biome? Yeah, that, that one. That you were that... going into? Yeah, and, well, I mean... The fact is, there's a full-on, uh, I, I, I did a quick measurement using that fallen, uh, obelisk. I mean, it's over two of those, it's over two and a half of those deep. Yeah. That's not insignificant. 
it, mm -hmm. it, back on the back on the island, the ob uh, granted these obelisks aren't as big, but they're close. And yeah. the obelisk was close to the world height on the uh, 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 back on the island. This I went up to the top of the central spire, which is just titanic in its height. And, you know, you still got a good 50 feet above the top of that before you hit the world uh, ceiling. And I love that it, you know, hurts. Yeah, so that's true. we are on Earth, back on Earth. So mm -hmm. how are the... We're on a plateau somewhere on Earth. It's kind of like we're in the lost world. <laughs> I think it's Denver. Yeah, we're on the tallest mountain. We're somewhere on, like, Mount, uh, like someone just cut the top of Mount Everest off, and we're just slipping on that now. <laughs> so there's only one city, I think, on this map, and that's Sanctuary. Right. There, there is a city, yes, but there's also re remnants of older cities closer well, by. Well, as you go okay. through, you realize that what we are calling the city is just the. It's kind of like um, downtown Central, Manhattan. Yeah. New York is a lot bigger than just downtown Manhattan, and this city was a lot bigger than what we can still see. So, how does that look on the map to you guys? The city uh, itself. It, it, oh, I think it's the beautiful. best part of the map. I honestly oh, yeah. do. It, my, my only complaint about the city. All right, is you see all these giant structures all over the place, and there's not like a lot of doors or windows. They're mm, almost like they're yeah. just giant, you know, pillars. It's well, I mean, how... it makes sense given given you know that uh, you know well they are they're literally just a more static version of the tech stuff. Mm. So the presumably thing... their offices. I don't know. The thing is, as well, it's like when you first started playing Extinction, did you like try going up to a door and breaking it open, saying, "I want to go inside"? Oh, I yes, they yes, might I did. Yeah, I and then, uh, and then uh, three spiders dropped on my head. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> that, that is one thing about building on in Sanctuary that is annoying as hell for me in PBE is the fact that just non-stop spiders just keep falling in my base. I heard that you can also drag corrupted dinos in to kill PvE bases. I have yeah. noticed the corrupted dinos, at least, uh, I mean, solo is different than the other modes, but they tend to be willing to give up once you get into Sanctuary, if you can lose them. It doesn't mean they're not still there, but it's the only place they have ever given up chasing me. But if yeah. they aggro on the structure, they will eat the entire structure. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think as well, it's like, if any of the tech creatures oh like the enforcers the uh, defense units the scouts and things like that if they get any wind of a corrupted creature in sanctuary it's like just an armada of them just come by and start killing it because yep. um i think was it someone in our tribe managed to lure a corrupted giga into sanctuary and w at first one enforcer started fighting it then another, then another, and in the end you had like four or five enforcers just kicking its corrupted Giga's ass. So the enforcers are supposed to be like the city defense against the corrupted dinos, it's pretty cool. Uh, the way I think of it, defense unit are kind of like your patrol beat cops, while enforcers are kind of like your SWAT. And it's like, once an enforcer comes by, it's like... They're not actually that strong. And then I you found. see them and then there's the day you see them chasing down a f dodo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what Wildcard's original description of the defense units were as well. It's like they just wander around the city punching dodos. That's all they do. They they just don't like dodos for whatever reason. Indeed. So uh, now that we're on the subject of dinos, we were talking about the snow owl before we started recording. And everybody seems to be in love with the snow owl. Oh, dude, I'm flying around on one right now. I I, get, I have this stuff that I've, uh, that's called ice slush that actually lets them be fast, and it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> the thing is, as well, is that when you actually breed them and imprint them, they actually get a lot faster. 
Really? I, actually, I have a breeding pair that I've been uh, getting ready to uh, hatch one. Yeah, that when they do the um, the dive mechanic as well as an if you get them 100% imprinted or like just even a little bit imprinted just to get that speed boost, it's like it's amazing the traveling. They have the, the map. Griffin flying mechanic, which is pretty cool. They're they're really the the new utility and I, dino. And I mean, if the, the only thing they don't have is they you know for something that's basically the size of an argent, they don't have the ability to carry anything, mm -hmm. which would yeah. probably make them overpowered. Given well, that seriously, I mean. I, I, uh, I'll have to ask the people who've actually been online with these things. Does their hunt mode work against players? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're officially, in my opinion, more useful than having a tech helmet if you're they're hunting a raider. They're better than tech yeah. helmets. They, they are 100% a great PvP support. But you can't use them to pick up a player, though. No. No. So you, no, either, either you can. bomb one. And you can yes. also use them to heal your dinos as well. They have a slam is... attack, and they have a heal that freezes things around them, which yeah. is kind of neat. I mean, snow hours. Unfortunately, also... you can't see wa you can't see the water when you're uh, in hunt mode. As I just reminded myself when I slammed into a lake. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is, as well with the slam mechanic, it's, the snow hours will probably be a, a troll's best friend because it's like, there's almost no delay to how much you can just like slam down and just constantly freeze someone over and over and over. Okay, and not it's... to uh, derail something, but I hadn't actually seen one of these in my brief exploring, and I just had my first encounter with one of the uh, ga uh, gachas. Yeah, they gotcha. are adorable. <laughs> yeah, we we do need to talk about those too because that's the other big thing. But the um, the stamina on the owls is also insane, by the way. I mean, I could stay oh, yeah. a full sprint from our base to most corners of the map. Mm -hmm. Wow, so they got stamina like the dinos had pre-nerf, which is what surprised me the most because they nerfed the, the heck out of all the stamina of all the other flyers originally. Yeah. So they yeah. got the opposite way with the owl. Well, everything the owl does except for using its uh, heat hunting vision pretty much just eats at their stamina. So you need a lot of it if you're going to use their that whole uh, protection mode of theirs. Like whenever I need to refill stamina, it's like I sit for a couple seconds, I'm good to go again. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum, however, the uh, man, I'm going to butcher the name of this, the Managama has the worst stamina, in my opinion. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh, the uh, wannabe though. lightning wyverns, yeah. But I call, I think they're based on, was it the, have you ever heard of the worm dragons? W-R-Y-M. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, they're, yeah, I uh, they're, think it's they're... Based, yeah, based oh, off yeah. that. Um, I, I mean, you can pretty much recognize it in the description if you're very familiar with, uh, like, um, Nordic region myths about dragons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, is like I, I really like that creature. I just wish its stamina was better. It like it runs out of stamina so fast. And it's like I, I feel like I'm gonna have to just make a breed, uh, breed a pair and just have one which is just solely dedicated in stamina. <laughs> yeah. I so that that means it's uh, been statted like uh, all the flyers that have been nerfed. Yeah, the thing is as well, though, we actually found out as well that you can take it to Aberration, and it's probably the only... F it's not technically a flyer, but, like, it breaks the map, mm -hmm. honestly, when you take it to Aberration, because you can just get anywhere with that. It's like one of our tribe mates literally went in and out of the Rock Drake pit in a period of five minutes and got, like, three eggs out of there with this thing, and it's like... As as long it can't tank that much, but it's a pretty it's I don't know it's a weird kind of defensive slash offensive dino. 
because I don't see it having a great PvP focus. It's primarily PvP, PvE. They are ornery, though. Oh, yeah. We use them against uh, um, orbital defense drops. They're yeah, they're clearing things at range. Yeah, as well as just uh, but the ice breath is really hand handy as well. And weird as well when you can freeze aerial dinos in midair. Yeah, that's cool. So, like, you brought up the gacha. What is it? What kind uh, of gacha? It's a giant fluff ball that you tame. And fluff? It, uh, it's covered in, like, rocks. <laughs> well, Fluffy it's... rocks. And yeah. uh, the best thing about them is they uh, poop uh, loot. It's kind of broken, actually, how much loot they poop. Yeah, you they, can... They um... do what now? Yeah, <laughs> they, they poop crystals, which, when consumed, give you loot. They're like uh, birthday presents. Yeah. Did and they you do can this when they're tamed? It. Yeah, yes. you can feed it anything. Do not put your gear on one. It will yeah. <laughs> and convert it into something either useless or something good. Usually something good. They, they seem to like uh, metal the most, obviously. And yeah. You'll, you'll get a send of gear out of it. Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow. Well, I'm good, a good thing I'm flying around down here looking for, oh, looking at them. So the I new think... farming meta is to make a herd of these things and just make, you can specialize them in particular materials. Yeah, just don't put them too close together. Um, if you put them too close together, apparently that affects the, um, the blueprint quality or the quality of the uh, items it gives you. So if you put them too close together for too long, they synchronize their cycles? Uh, uh, <laughs> not quite that. They actually, apparently there's an emotion with these things. If you look I, at them... I stand by my statement. <laughs> if you look at them, like, if they're smiling and happy, they'll give you the best loot available. If they're sad, they won't give you that great of loot. And they kind of the... do have a derpy panda face. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just the fact that it can respawn um, resources is amazing. And it's kind of disgusting as well when to tame it with its kibble which is snow owl pellets. You literally feed it poop, and it will give you... <laughs> and you can tame it, and if you f keep feeding him snow owl pellets, it will give you... He'll poop you, you uh, uh, useful things! Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. yeah! The thing is, as well, feeding a gacha snow owl pellets provide temporary buffs in crafting speeds and increases the quality of the loot it produces. It almost doubles the average that it will uh, give you. I mean, so, so, wow! But that is an yeah. aside because you mentioned kibble. Did you guys notice they reworked the kibble system? Yeah. Yep. I have not weird... actually. I haven't, I haven't made kibble on this map yet because I haven't really been taming things. So the way they've done the kibble in this map is rather than a specific egg, they require a certain size egg. Mm -hmm. and, and some creatures take multiple kibbles now. Yeah. So I, I think this is some of the changes that we've been calling for for a while to kind of reduce the amount of uh, farm dinos that you to have about. Finally, because it's what superior augmented kibble, simple augmented kibble, exceptional augmented kibble, etc. Yeah, it go, I think it goes basic, simple, regular, um, exceptional, ex superior, and extraordinary mm -hmm. in that order. And pretty much all of them can be used in some ways how the original kibble system had. Uh, I just so like to like, say, I love the Pokeballs. I was trying to hold <laughs> it back. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was seriously talking about them, but yeah. They, they're game changers. They really are. I, 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 it came up because I'm, I'm out taming stuff and just, okay, done. Funk. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get to those yeah. in a bit. Oh, I knew it. I've still it. got we a few dinos, like the gas bags. Yeah, oh, they, yeah they're cool. They are 
They, they I underestimated really what their carrying ability was going to be. It's insane. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, do they actually have a um, a weight reduction, or is it just an insane weight carrying capacity? I don't think they have a weight reduction. Yeah, it must be just like an insane weight capacity, Ben, because that's the only other thing I can think of with mm. them. I mean, they're practically useless in combat unless you have. I don't because I haven't really put a, the passenger saddle on them because I'm a mate. Uh, like, I'm glad that you don't need a saddle to to ride these things. I think we're going to have to re-engineer our uh, forge bases to accommodate them now that the body bags are no longer a thing. <laughs> uh, also, I heard like, those were finally patched. That is correct. No yeah, body yeah. You'll never believe who was the one who told me. Who? Hi, Knight. I know you're going to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the one thing as well that I don't like about the gas bags, if you don't manage the flight, it'll take full damage. Yeah, Oh. that's correct. you got to be yeah, careful. It, like... When you're flying, someone told me, don't press W. If you press W, you go higher, you run out of your air, quote-unquote, and you fall to your death. Because it takes an absurd amount of fall damage. It's like giga fall damage. So it's like the frogs when they first came out and you'd, you'd kill them by hopping. Mm. Yeah, you really have to try and balance how much air you've got without trying to, like, kill yourself. Wow. They're great cargo movers, though. And they take a lot of tranks to put down as well. And it's you like... can craft those uh, boxes out of them. Has anyone played with those? Yeah, I've played with them both on... They work great on Extinction, but on normal maps like Scorched and the Island, they are quite buggy. Um, because the way the delivery crates work is that you need to have an exact coordinate location. Otherwise... So if I say 63.1, 64.6, it'll place it at 63.0, 64.0. And so you yeah, kind of have off. to build, yeah, you kind of have to build your dedicated uh, platform form. Additionally, it, sometimes they'll glitch into the platform and they won't destroy themselves. And so you're stuck. You can't, like, you as that player cannot place another delivery crate that's in motion so it just gets stuck there forever even if you destroy the structure that it was on that was so, our solution though a delivery platform with a coordinate posted yeah hmm. i think but that's that's the issue i found if it glitches and goes through the structure you won't ever destroy it so you kind of just have to map out an area of land where you just want it to be rather than build a structure around it they also take forever like oh, the crate yeah. come in that we forgot we launched like days ago <laughs> yeah, I I kept thinking as well. It's like maybe it's based on how much you load into it, but no, it's it's the same speed as whether you put like one hundred fiber in it compared to like five thousand stone in it. Now, have you tried destroying an enemy's crate? Because I haven't tried that. Uh, yes, I have tried, and it takes a lot of firepower. That's what I heard. Like I was expecting like one shot and it pops, but it takes a lot of shots. Like I had an well, ascendant. That's good, actually, I mean. I, I had an Ascendant Long Rifle with 700% um, damage because we mo we had a mod which uh, the upgrade bench allowed yeah, it to I do Yeah, I love that, that thing. Um, and it took around, I think, 14 shots to the balloon. And it's kind of like the Dimorphodons in flight because the hitbox is, like, lagging behind it as it's moving. So it's kind of really hard to, like, get a direct hit on it. 
Yeah, okay, so some hitbox issues then. I mean, you might be able to get away if you had, like, a Scorched Earth homing missile, but that's kind of a waste for <laughs> on a delivery crate. Yeah, um, especially since they do, don't do that much damage anymore. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, delivery crates work great on Extinction, not so much on other maps, because they're I, kind of buggy. I don't think you could hit it with a missile because of how close you'd have to be to it. Yeah, I mean, as well, I don't even know if it will track it as well, because I think the tracking rocket only homes on organic targets. Hmm. So that's something that would have to be tested. Mm. I know it locks onto um, well, anything that's classified as a dinosaur. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, I don't know about rafts. I mean, do they lock on rafts? I believe so. I don't know. Mm. I never tried. So yeah. I think the crates would get more play though if they were a little easier to farm for the the mat to build them. Mm. Yeah, and also don't try what I tried and stand on top of a crate as you're trying to lift off. It just blows up. <laughs> oh, but I heard you can grapple one. Oh, can you? That's, uh, that's what I interesting. Heard. I'll have to give that a try later. Oh boy. So uh there's also the Velonosaur. Yeah, those are game changers too. Uh, they they're effectively organic turrets. Yeah. yeah, and they break the target limit. The first time we encountered one I couldn't believe how quickly it wiped us out. Oh yeah. We it's, didn't really understand do. what it was and it just it breaks your armor, pops it just like a turret and you're gone. Mm -hmm. The thing yeah. is, as well, is like you get an imprinted pair, you go up against those corrupted gigas in the Forbidden Zone, they'll just wipe the floor with them. As long as you keep a distance with them and just pepper them with darts, you'll take them out in no time flat. They shoot about as fast as a turret, too. The only thing is, that the, the melee scales, I think, if you're riding it, it has a turret mode, but then it shoots base. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But so, yeah, if you're early cool. game and you don't have the infrastructure to support a lot of turrets or bullet crafting, you just plop a few of these things around your base and you're relatively well protected for a early game base. Yeah, and if you if you have a good saddle with it as well and just pump its health some with melee damage, mm -hmm. you'll have no problem. The only problem I have with the Lanosaur is it's slow. Well, that's why. This is gonna when we break into Pokeball discussion I'll say why that's good. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. So it, um there's also the Enforcer, which is not tamable. Mm -hmm. It's buildable, which it's buildable, is yes. interesting. Um, uh, and you have to you have to kill one to get the, uh, uh, the yeah. high level uh, blueprint for it, which I, is a mm -hmm. really interesting mechanic. Oh yeah, I mean we've got quite a few Ascendant Enforcers, which take and you'd think that with the amount it tasks, like you need to get a thousand element extinction, it's no problem now. It's like you go for those element bones and like you get so much element from them. I was pretty much naked when I when I arrived here on Solo because, like I said, I just I went I uh, beat uh, what's his name uh, Rockwell, uploaded the dinosaurs I used to do it in uh, into a uh, portable um, transmitter, and then just came to uh, came to this map. You know, just mm -hmm. no element. Uh, my just one one element charge worth on my tech armor and everything, and wandered around. And maybe two hours later, I had more element than I had had when I went into the Rockwell fight. Yeah. Wow. Element is really easy to get on this map. Oh yeah, really, really easy. I'm so glad as well. Thankfully, and... it's still not transferable. No, but if you're willing to like transfer the resources just to make the tech items, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you can. St I, I, I think you can still transfer tech items, right? Like tech replicators and stuff. Now, yeah, well, then, uh, that, uh, that I should use an answer for. What about like the unstable element and the element dust? Is that transferable? I, I don't it. know. I, I don't think it. it is. Uh, because by the time you actually get 
the chance to transfer it, it would have probably spoiled by then into stable element and then just be deleted. Well, except for the uh, element dust. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you could do it with the element dust, but then you probably wouldn't be able to craft it on the island unless you had you unless you made the tech replicator on extinction, transferred it over to the island, and then transferred element dust there. Because I think that's the only way you could actually make it. But I, like I said, I don't. I haven't tried it, so I really think that's the future. of This map, though, um, when the transfers open up, is these are going to be te uh, crafted tech export uh, factories. Mm, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Because I don't think you're going to be making your super uh, headquarters on these maps. It's, it's I, too. It's nah. too easy to take out a base yeah. here. Yeah, I definitely. think it's just going to be factories exporting mats to the war effort. It's the same as Scorched, really. Mm. Like, Which is I... a shame, because, I mean, if, if this game actually had any kind of story element to it, other than just the lore, this map would be amazing for an adventure game. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, like if if Ark was a single-player game, and, like, you got to this point in the game where you're on extinction, it's like, it would just be amazing. Um, <laughs> also, going back to the enforcer a little bit um mm -hmm. there's um something i mentioned before there is still way i won't mention it in this uh, podcast but or how to do it but there are ways where players have found uh, how to use the enforcer to undermesh of course as usual because wildcard has didn't take into account of teleporting as it does because mm -hmm. like I won't say where, but there are certain areas in Extinction where if you teleport into a wall, you'll teleport into the mesh. Because it kind of like you're, f it's basically where for a split second you're entering ghost mode and you just mm -hmm. pass straight through it. The other thing as well with the Enforcer that I should mention is I think the amount of teleports you get is based on how much or how high of a level it is. So if you build a basic one from a city terminal, you'll only get like one teleport. But if it's Ascendant, you can get like up to five or six. And it's actually really, really useful for getting around the map, especially in Sanctuary. Yeah. And um, if the other thing as well, leading on to the next creature, the Scout. Um, if you have a Scout and uh enforcer is following you around as long as it's following you and you tag an enemy with a scout your enforcer will instantly travel over and attack whatever your scout has pinged ah that's cool um but as far as i know there is a limit to how far it'll go out and mm -hmm. the scout uses up so much element dust it's like you're gonna you, you'll get through like a thousand element dust easy just using the scout wow okay so you gotta be economical with it. Yeah, I mean it's it's really handy to have, but they're also really really fragile. And apparently you can damage enemies by just ramming into them with the scout. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny when you like uh, you see an enemy or someone just standing on the edge of a cliff and you just boop them off the cliff. <laughs> That is hysterical, actually. So, uh, so let's talk about the Forest Wyvern. Is there a new Wyvern or Yeah. I um, have yet to encounter one of those. I don't even know what they are. Forest Wyverns are spawned... They're only spawned during the Forest Titan fight. And in order to deal damage, one of the ways that you can use the Forest Wyverns, they're not so much tamed... Because when they're released and they land, you can actually run up to one and ride it. And the they're idea really is, funny. 
Yeah, the idea is that you ride it, it has a limited stamina pool, which also limits your flame breath, and you use forest wyverns to damage the forest titan. So it's basically a... just a temporary thing during the fight? Yes, it's because they, yeah, they take damage over time, so they will eventually die. Huh, that's unfortunate. You just wait um, for them to land, you hop on, you go to town. I was yeah. hoping for another type of wyvern. I mean, it's it's interesting about using Forest One. I know that uh, I'm pretty sure people are going to start making mods eventually, where you're going to have a forest, like a well, considering there's a mod that adds flame unicorns. Yeah, I would expect one to show up <laughs> for the, this eventually. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the other thing as well with the Forest Wyvern is um, apparently you can use the Forest Wyvern to tame the Forest Titan with minimal damage to it, because the flame breath of Forest Wyvern is enough to do massive amounts of damage to corrupted nodes. <clears throat> but I haven't done that in... I haven't done it myself. I don't know about other people, but we'll see what happens. Well, I'm looking forward to giving it a try, because like I said, I have a... Uh, it's unfortunate that my uh, interactions with the bosses have been somewhat limited to my one attempt, which failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the Titans, because we're on this. So there's what? Four different Titans. There's Ice, Desert Force, and then the King Titan. Yes, with three variants. Yes, Gamma, Beta, and Alpha. Mm-hmm. The Forest Gamma seems one to be the most is... interest, uh, most uh, usable yeah. for doing work on the server. Mm. What the King King Titan? No, the Forest. Oh, Forest one. Yeah, the Forest one is probably the most uh, best used for PvP. Whereas I think the uh, Desert Titan is probably the best for PVE purposes. The Ice Titan is kind of like a mix in between the two. And you know they've nerfed them so they only last a day now. Oh, is it? Because before it was yeah. like five days. Which is my biggest complaint because they got really great platforms that will never have anything built on them other than a bed. <laughs> yeah. And maybe. Well, at least in solo, maybe they last until you tame a new one. So just like the Titanosaur. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Well, worse in some ways. I, yeah. I can see it being changed again later where, like, maybe for PBE, they may be changed or I don't know. But um, there is something actually I do want to say as well regarding the Titans, um, which, uh, can I just say, like, uh, how often they just, do you think they just stole the idea from Pacific Rim? And <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like we've got kaijus. In this game now, it's like, but the thing is, the King Titan, like the Gamma King Titan, looks so much like something out of Pacific Rim. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you do fight like them with you, mechs. Uh, I was just gonna say we have mechs in the, this map as well. And the first, yeah. and the first mech I bi uh, I built, I toss out, it pops out in red and gold. And I'm like, it knows my colors. <laughs> nice. So the mech is in this game. Uh, yeah. How do you get it? Uh, so the mech, the standard mech, you actually learn as a blueprint. Uh, but there's actually two types of mech. Yes. The standard mech you learn as a blueprint and you can build it over time. Um, they're actually quite weak. Um, like even a corrupted Giga, like with their lower health pool, can defeat it pretty easily. And they overheat like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. like, as soon as they overheat, they just explode. Um, their weapons are also kind of puny. Their sword is... Eh, it's okay. Their plasma gun is pretty much basically you're using a tech rifle, but right. you're in a well, giant mech. Well, it's a little more powerful. A little I mean, bit, yeah. A it's also a much faster projectile. Yeah. Which uh, makes it easier to aim, so. 
Yeah, but yeah, the Mac, as far as I know, I think you can get better quality versions of it from Orbital Drops, but I'm not, I haven't tried it myself. Yet. My biggest issue with them is they are as janky to try and operate as the frickin' uh, ATV is. Yeah. <laughs> but they I mean, do the not officials. like the, the the dinosaurs will plot around through the city mesh like the like it's just any other map they're they're great i i could i didn't even know what what the lip that was stopping my mech from walking forward was yeah turns out it was like a foot tall uh, this like half foot when i say foot i mean human foot uh, height you know a little metal lip and it just couldn't step over it i had to freaking jump mm-hmm huh. Now, I haven't um, been watching a lot of Twitch lately, so I don't know what the big battles, how the metas change with these things, but I have read stories that they are being used a lot, uh, particularly for turret draining. And one of our big mm-hmm. turret chandeliers got shot out by a mech. Because yeah. the mech also has a shield, it has the rocket, it can shoot rockets. Yeah, it's got support controller, anti-swarm controller, target killer, and mecha killer. The, tar- the support controller is basically a portable force field. Um, it drains its its energy like crazy, but as far as I know, people can still come in and out of it, but it will block all projectile attacks. So that's probably what they're using to like drain these turrets. Um, the anti-swarm controller basically is rocket pods, and eh, they're not really that great, honestly. They're probably okay for like a PvP per- PvE purpose, but not great for PvP, because they just go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Can they be uh, Pokeballed like the uh, Titans? I'm not sure. I think you can actually pick them up, but I'm not sure if you can like, put them in the uh, cryopods. I haven't, um, I haven't really give me tried a minute to get back to my base and I'll deploy one and find out. <laughs> um, so, there's also the tank, the target killer, which is basically the giant cannon. Um, mm-hmm. But it's basically like putting a rocket turret on your back. That's basically what it is. And I don't and, like how it blocks your view, though, when you're trying to shoot that thing. Yeah, uh, and then there's something else as well, how you get the Mega Mech, which uh, you apparently have to defeat the Beta King Titan in order to get this, and you merge three other mechs to make one Mega Mech. We are which... Voltron. And okay, which... I, not, not to derail for a second time, but I just looked up and saw the Broken Moon, and that's amazing. <laughs> oh, <I did>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cause of all the meteor strikes. Um, but yeah, the mecha, the mega mech is basically three normal mechs converged into one, and it gives you if you're able to get if you want a fourth pseudo titan in the king in the alpha king titan fight, the mega mech is what you'd want to use because then you can have the forest titan, desert titan, ice titan, and the mega mech all fighting the king titan. Mm-hmm. So with all these super weapons all being exportable, I'm very eager to see how the game as a whole changes. Like we're already seeing massive attacks with uh, Desert Titans on the island. Um, And I think they only last an hour after the nerf. I'm not sure, but still, an hour is probably all you need. Yeah, when you transfer them to any other map, they last for an hour. Oh, this this map came out in in standard uh, tech silver. Mm. (laughs) Okay, testing cryopod. Also, I should mention as well, with the Mega Mech, you can only use it during the Alpha King Titan fight. You can't use it anywhere else. Really? Oh, yeah. That sucks. It's, um, I think it's as a balance mechanic because watching a video of it, the guy that was using its plasma cannon, it does about 20,000 damage per shot. Wow. Yeah, and King Titan has an, a 
absurdly high, an absurdly high health pool. It's like no, not even higher than thing Alpha Broodmother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can uh, Pokeball a mech. Oh, that's cool. Nice. So Actually, uh, Extinction has so many dinos. They even have dinos from Scorched Earth, right? They have yeah. corrupted versions of them, and they're corrupted versions of things that are not otherwise here, which boggles my brain. Mm. Well, and there's also the Scorched Earth mini biome where you can find a lot of those things. Yes. And then we've also got the tech versions of Dino. They, uh, since episode 100, they added the, the tech Quetzal, if I remember correctly, the tech Parasaur. They, they're all beautiful. They're, they're, they're beautiful. <laughs> I would love to have a tech Quetzal, I gotta admit. Yeah, I, I've got uh... a small herd of tech Raptors, a couple of uh, Parasaurs. Just anytime I find one of decent level, it's like, yep, here we go. <laughs> Mm. Uh, all, all the tech dinos I absolutely love. And I just love the fact as well that all the tech dinos have a 20% extra mm -hmm. base stats. Yes, making them much more desirable to tame and breed. Mm -hmm. Also, I just double-checked on how much health the Alpha King Titan has. Mm -hmm. And at level 1, it has, I think, if I'm reading this right, 250,000 HP. Huh. So at level one, but I think most of the videos I've seen as it spawned at like two hundred. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, nope. And it does its melee damage. It doesn't even have a melee damage. It does so much damage, like it will do fifteen hundred per hit. Bloody hell! So it's like you better be in something, otherwise you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to survive. And, and it can't be understated. The size of these things, man, they're huge. It, yeah. It's oh, easy yeah. to forget, particularly if you're riding one, how big they really are until you like stand on the back of its back on a platform or something like that or see someone flying oh, yeah. by it. These are big creatures. Probably the well, biggest the game will realistically be able to ever support. I think <laughs> I think that someone said that the King Titan, they did like a rough an analyze of how tall it is, and they reckoned it was 186 meters tall. That's the size of an Imperator Titan from 40k. That's a walking frickin' mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on from dinos. Let's talk quickly about the resources in this uh, particular map. Uh, a lot of new stuff, like blue crystallized sap, condensed gas, crafted element dust, corrupted nodules, dermis, mm -hmm. element dust, gotcha crystals, fungal... Well, we already seen fungal wood. Uh, scrap metal, scrap metal ingots. What's that all about? A lot scrap of it is alternatives to yeah. existing stuff. They're, they're uh, like a lot of, some metal. of them are uh, mm -hmm. are like our aberration analogs. Uh, some yeah. of them are other analogs. So like scrap like, metal is like when you're hacking um, light poles and things. Like you can farm metal by yeah. chopping down light poles. Yeah, oh, like, nice. Like lamp lamp posts, benches, tables. Um, I think some bins, like trash bins, you can farm as well for like element dust, scrap metal, and crystal. And one free scrap metal make one scrap metal ingot. So it's it's never going to be the same as what you normally get from like just straight up raw metal. But mm -hmm. it's an easy way to get it. Especially you if you also... don't have a base, if you don't really have much of a base, like I like I've yeah. been rolling. Um, fragmented green gems, uh, the blue and red crystallite sap, they're basically used as substitutes for the red, green, and blue gems from aberration. From aberration, okay. Um, so what about the, uh, uh, the silica substitute for pearls, right? What was that? Yeah, mm -hmm. silica, yeah. silica is farmed much like rocks, but as far as I know, it only spawns in the forbidden zone, and they appear like these huge, like, jagged shards of rock. They look like glass. When you that, go up that to place them. is 
that place just creeps me the heck out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's blood. dead. There's nothing there. And it's just blood. Like, blood red ground and blood water and everything else. Uh, there's a cave where there's these little tentacles hanging off the uh, the top that writhe. Yeah. Are you talking about the cave by the snowbound? Yeah. No, it's... There's so, one, well, yeah, there's nearby one there. So, you know, it's funny. We were actually... That was our first serious base was in there. Which you wouldn't think because it's so full of corrupted gigas and corrupted rexes and whatever. But when we first got there, there was nothing. There was no spawns whatsoever. Yeah, but ah, like, so that's what's first... supposed to be there. See, well, the last time I was there, there was still nothing. And I was... Oh, yeah. So we, our theory was, well, it's because the coordinates are outside the bounds of the map. It's some kind of glitch, right? Then one day they fixed it. And uh, we yeah. all out. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a lot of the Forbidden Zone and, like, the first week of Extinction's release, there was like the entrance just had nothing but gigas, but once you got past that, it was just there was nothing there. Was we thought we found empty. the best spot. The farming was excellent. There's no resistance from any wildlife creatures. It was just we were just living mm -hmm. living the good life. Yeah. The um also going back to the resources as well, condensed gas is basically congealed gas balls. Mm -hmm. Except you have to smelt it in a furnace and it will make condensed. I think it's something like three condensed gas makes one gas ball. So okay. you you can make um, like anything that requires condensed gas or mm, condensed yep. gas balls. You basically get that. And you also get sulfur as well in Extinction, which is out in the waste. You, I think you only get it out in the sulfur area of the wasteland. Mm -hmm. That which, place by is freaking way, beautiful, by the way. It's beautiful, but it's so friggin' hot. If you, unless you're wearing desert scorched armor, even you're... that it's not enough. I I, I yeah. took some maxed it, maxed out its fair, uh, its uh, uh, its hypothermic resistance with the upgrade station and went out mm -hmm. there. It's not enough. Yeah, the steampunk armor, which has better protections than anything in the base game, it's still, still not enough. Doesn't... Yeah, you, I've got something need... like uh, I I roll around something like uh, around seven hundred to a thousand uh, mm -hmm. resistance and it drops me down to about 300 resistance in there and i still get the uh, double heat ma uh, mon uh, monitor but then again if you check if you press the button and check the temperature it's something like 65 degrees centigrade in there yeah it's, I've, uh, sometimes it peaks at like 70 and that's, i mean that's freaking kills that's you hot. hot yeah <laughs> that is you and... die of dehydration if you spend a few hours in the sun hot yeah the thing is as well you can't even touch the water there otherwise you you actually burn as soon as you touch the water and you get a debuff where like it's not quite like you're not quite on fire but you're like suffering a burn for a few seconds because water is so hot and poisonous not to mention it's it's, it's going to be sulfuric water it's basically yeah. acid at that point pretty much but it's it looks so beautiful that just that oh, bright yeah, shade of blue and i love that the freaking uh spinos swim in that stuff even though there's no way they could <laughs> yeah so, um, just as an aside here, speaking of resources and things that look good, um, have you guys mm -hmm. seen the skins? I've seen some of the skins, like the, um, I, I presume you mean like the Homo Deus? I was going to say the best skin in our Okay, okay. well, we'll, we'll say I, that. I won't, I'll we'll save that. that till later, oh, yeah. Okay.